Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. What is the point of all the hard work that you do? There are many reasons we do what we do and we try to get better at what we're doing, but one of the key reasons for most people is freedom. And usually when we think of freedom, we think of financial freedom, the ability to do what we want when we want. For many of us, we're on the right track. We're in a good profession where we can earn decent money. But what really matters is what's left over. In this episode with Dr. Jesse Green from The Savvy Dentist, we talk about how to secure your future, the simple thing you can do. Dr. Jesse Green runs his own podcast. It's one of my inspirations in this industry and now I can call him a good friend. This is the first of many pieces of content we're going to have with Jesse Green, including a full interview that is really, really good coming out later this year. And if you want to learn more about personal finance, we did an interview with Dev Raga. He runs a podcast on personal finance. He's a doctor, he's passionate, and there's lots of tips in there to really set yourself up. That was episode 40, Personal Finance with Dev Raga. These simple things will make the difference. They could change your life. But often the catalyst for this kind of thing starts from childhood. And Dr. Jesse Green starts this off with an explanation of what influenced him from a very young age. When I grew up, um, I was in a family where there was a lot of love. Um, Tons of love. Mum and dad were great. Not a lot of cash. And one of my earliest memories as a young boy was uh, my mother and father arguing over money my mother perpetually worried about money and this is back in the 70s and i remember you know walking out of my bedroom and the bathroom was just outside my bedroom and my mother was sitting on the on the toilet chain smoking because uh, that's a very 70s thing and uh, and she was worried about um the house being repossessed and As a young boy of the age of six or so, you know, you don't have nuance and subtlety. You don't understand whether someone's stressed or anxious, whether they're being reasonable or not. And so for me, I took that as a really literal experience and I was then very anxious about potentially being homeless. And so I watched my parents' financial habits over the years and, yeah, very, very avidly decided, very, you know, distinctly uh, and directly and purposely decided that I never wanted to be in that position ever again, Mm. ever. And so for me, financial security has been a massive driver in my life, probably sometimes healthy, sometimes not. And so mum and dad's fortunes changed when they went to New Guinea and they that was the opportunity of a lifetime for them. And I went to boarding school and that was the opportunity of a lifetime for me because I had the good fortune to meet with other people from different backgrounds. And I learned from a really young age that mum and dad's way of looking at the world was just their way, um, that there was many other ways to look at it. And so what happened then is when I left university and you know, I was getting involved in sales and marketing through network marketing, I had some really tremendous mentors. I've been the um, beneficiary of some wonderful mentorship over the years, and one of those was around money. And particularly at a very young age from, you know, I've probably still got my first dollar really in a way. <laughs> I love and, that, yeah. Uh, and so he, he always said to me, hey, Jesse, you've got to have a 10% account. And so 10% of my gross income from the day I started working, I saved. That's profound. Yes, yeah, so compound that over 25 years, right? 
And so what ended up happening is I built a really good rainy day account. And so for me, the concept of a rainy day account is central to everything I do. It's why with COVID, you know, of course, COVID's not been great for many people, but for us economically, it didn't hurt us. Um, and so it's just 25 years or 30 years of saving money. Um, so, you know, that mentorship was really important there. With the rainy day account and that concept, uh, I think this is really important. I have spoken to someone on the podcast about concepts around money management. It often boils down to this simple thing of save some of your paycheck, do not spend it all, do not spend above your means. Um, what did you do with that money, that 10%? Well, initially, I just left it in a bank account. I don't know if you remember Passbooks. Do you remember Passbooks? No. <laughs> it was like the old bank books. You had to go oh, yeah, yeah. With, yep. a, with a bank book and take it. And it was before ATMs were such a thing. And so I used to go every every week, um, I'd go and get my passbook updated because when I was a new graduate in the Navy, you know, every pay, I was sending you know, $500 a fortnight across to this account. Hmm. And you know, 500 a fortnight may seem a lot, may seem little, but back then it was quite a chunk of my pay. And then once I got to having enough money in that account, I started to invest in index funds and other things that just compounded that over time. And I was never particularly sophisticated with my investing, but I just put things and I understood the value of compound interest and I understood the value of time. I was just doing that over and over and over time. And yes, I lost money. Yes, I made some mistakes. I think the mistake I made is trying to invest in things I didn't understand. So the dot-com boom and bust of 2000, I lost some money in that. But by and large, I kept my rainy day account largely intact and has grown over time. So I'd say you're absolutely right. Spend less than you earn. Pay yourself first. You know, all those sorts of basic wealth creation principles, they're gold because they work. And, and don't, don't overcomplicate it. You know, in essence, it's about having things compound over time and having reliable uh, sources of income. The other thing I would say is you want to have a plan B. So your rainy day account, If when I was a young dentist, I, I broke my hand, couldn't work three months. And admittedly, I was in the Navy, so that was fortuitous because I, you know, I was getting paid. But even if I wasn't in the Navy, I, I would have been covered. So I think you want to make sure that you can cover yourself for three to six months of no work and know that if something were to happen, you'd be okay. Clear aligners have revolutionized the way we can provide aesthetic and orthodontic results to our patients. Many of us want to get into this field and provide these options for our patients, but are not sure where to start. That's where Aorta, Aesthetic, Orthodontic and Restorative Training Academy comes in. Their online course, Aorta Essentials, is made to give you the foundations to take the first step. They also provide a number of live courses around Australia to help build on those foundations. With an unbiased approach, Aorta will show you the pros and cons of all the aligner systems. Get started at aortaaustralia.com.au. Thank you, Aorta, for supporting dental students and graduates, and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast. I think my biggest mistake in this area is that it took um, COVID-19 to make me really think deeply about this. When that mentor told you, what made you actually do it? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I was just one of those really obedient kind of kids. I think um, I, I respected him. I respected him and I saw what he had. And I guess that's probably the real answer is he was where I wanted to be. And he was giving advice from a position of having already done it, not as in a, you know, 
here's my hypothesis kind of thing. What has that allowed you now that, you know, through your career, you always knew you had this rainy day bank account from day one. Has your mindset changed because of that? What are the um, benefits do you think you've got from that from a mental health point of view, if that makes sense? Probably the biggest benefit is the mental health point of view is because I was so driven by that childhood experience and it was quite traumatic in in a psychological sense as a kid. Mm. And um, it's allowed me to not be that. And, you know, I love my mum and dad to the end of the earth and they're great parents, right? But they were not great role models in that element of life, um, especially in those early years. Um, And so I was really driven by that. The thing I would say that I I want to just just want to um, also share something that my mother and father did for me really positively around money as well. And this is going to sound really weird, okay, but just hopefully it translates. We'll see. (laughs) When we were growing up on Sundays, we would go driving on a Sunday drive and we'd go and check out the Marta Prize Homes. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever do that as a kid? No, um, we didn't really do it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. When I lived in Queensland, that was a really big thing. And I can I can imagine where this is going. It's, it's a vision. Yeah, so we'd, we'd go to these Marta Price homes, which were, for those listening, it was a, um, a raffle and that, you know, raffle off a home, right? And mum and dad, I don't think, had the means to buy the tickets necessarily, um, but they were somehow on the mailing list and we'd go and check out these homes and we'd walk around them, we'd ooh and ah, and my sister and I would be so engrossed, we'd argue, argue over whose bedroom was whose. Yeah. All that stuff. And, and the reason I give you that as an example is it my the gift it gave me was to see possibility and it, it allowed me to dream. And I've been a dreamer for a long time and so I have big dreams and I would lie in bed at night and I'd be thinking about this house that I wanted for myself when I was a kid and I'd have it in technicolor in my mind. And that I think has also allowed me to you know, not just run away from what I didn't want, but run towards something I did want. And so I think I've got to give credit to mum and dad for that. You mentor a lot of people who have had a tough year. Um, business owners at a very scary situation in March and April. And I'm sure you saw this from very different perspectives for different people. Mm. Um, can you elaborate or expand on some of the learning points? Uh, obviously, some had a rainy day of bank account and some didn't. Paint that picture a little bit for us. It's really interesting because one of the things um, I'd say is what you see on social media is usually rubbish. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to burst the bubble um, <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening. Um, but uh, the thing that I observed prior to code was various people talking about their financial success, their journey to you know, whatever they're trying to do with their practice, et cetera, et cetera. And then when COVID hit, those same people were crying poor. And the big lesson out of that is what's the right number? What, you know, what should we be tracking? What should we be paying attention to? And, and you know, revenue is one number in business, but it is not the number. Um, there's obviously profit and cash flow and cash flow is everything. Cash flow is oxygen. And without oxygen, you die. So if you don't have a rainy day account and your revenue turns off or your expenses you know, such that you haven't got enough left over, then very quickly you feel the pinch. And money is not everything, but when you don't have it, it is everything. So I think, you know, the big thing I, I would say coming out of that is don't believe everything you see on social media. Don't feel the need to compete. Um, 
Yeah, there's a great saying, yeah, keeping up with the Jones is buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think, you, you know, I know some of the people because they come and see me for calls or whatever, they may or may not work with them, but I know what some of their financial situations are. Then when I see them you know, buying an extravagant car on social media or going on a round-the-world trip or whatever it is, I know that that's on borrowed money. And so I think beware of debt is the other thing. Use debt judiciously. Implants. It's such a broad topic and something we really don't learn that much about at uni. So, for many of us are looking for a course that can teach us and allow us to safely place implants for our patients in our practice. Most courses are intensive theory courses, but they lack a practical component. ARIA Dental Education provides an implant course that has both. It's a five-module master implant program where at the end you do a live placement with specialists observing. ARIA has just released their new course for 2021 in Melbourne and CPD Junkie has a discount code to get 5% off the program. I've had the pleasure of doing this course this year and I can't wait to place my first implant. If you're interested in placing your first implant with ARIA Dental Education, go to cpdjunkie.com.au for 5% off. I'm going to try and tie this up and you can put, you use these words, put a bow on it. So when we think about business, you think about top line, which is revenue, Mm. and then there's all the different things in the middle and that's kind of cash flowing. And then there's profit, the bottom line. But it's, you know, it takes a bit for us to think about our own income as the revenue, not the profit. Mm. And that the expenses that we kind of build on ourselves by buying that big car or that house that we can't afford or whatever it is, Mm. um, eat up the middle. And if we have no bottom line of profit, which is our rainy day account, really, our savings, um, then when the top stops, the rest falls apart. Um, I don't think I've ever really thought about it in that sense until just having this conversation, but that brings it home. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right, mate. And I think um, yeah, for anyone listening, uh, there's a wonderful book called The Millionaire Next Door. Um, and I think it's by Stanley and Danko, but it's a really good book. And yes, the examples are a bit out of date and all the rest of it, but the principles are the same. And it's, it, it is all about living within your means. If you've got a certain amount of top line, you take a bit away for your rainy day account before you do anything. And so you pay yourself first, you quarantine that money, you put it into something that's going to grow. You live off the balance and you, know, you pay your debts, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then you've quarantined that money for the rainy day. So you're constantly building that cash buffer. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And those tips for some people, you know, hopefully we've changed some people's lives by listening to that because um, it makes a difference, but it takes time. Yeah, if you take that advice early and understand it and it's simple, but it's not easy and it's simple to do, but it's simple not to do. Right. And so I would say don't be seduced by what you see on social media. It's much easier to prune your expenses than it is to try and raise your revenue or your income. So you've got many opportunities to raise revenue and that's great and you should take them, but equally look at your expense items, look at your lifestyle and do things now that people won't so you can have things that people can't have later. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.